Maybe I missed it in catechism when I was in religious ed myself. Maybe I missed it when uh, in seminary, in seminary formation or the theological courses when we talked about concupiscence, all those things. But the church has this concept of a threefold concupiscence. It's, it, sound, it sounds weird to start out uh, with that, but uh, uh, for, uh, for the, with the readings we have today, but they are mentioned here. This threefold concupiscence, concupiscence is the sinful desires that we have, the sinful state we're born into that, that makes us desire to do sin. And it is displayed in three particular ways. And we see all three of them present actually at, in the Garden of Eden, at the tree, when Eve is looking at the fruit. She sees that it is lovely to the eye, good for food, and uh, good for acquiring wisdom, knowledge of good and evil. And the church in her reflection, and, and based on St. John and the, the passage that we have today, uh, named these as uh, pride of life, the last one, uh, lust of the eyes, and lust of the flesh. And it seems to make sense if, if we think about all the desires we have. We like to have all sorts of beautiful things. We're not talking about the uh, lovely uh, poinsettias and Christmas tree and the nativity crash and those things, but we're talking about the, the, nice, the nice car maybe or the, uh, the, the, the lovely white house with a white picket fence and all those things. We like having good stuff around us that, that delight the eyes. We like comfort, the lust of the flesh. It's not only of food, but of lounging and of relaxation sometimes to the point of, of um, sloth. And we like having people like us. Or, you know, that's the pride of life. We like having, being spoken well of. St. John tells us that all these things come from the world. And Again, if we pay attention, it does. St. Paul would go so far as to say that it comes from the sarks, uh, which is the uh, Greek word, and it means flesh. Uh, sarks would be um, the best way to, to understand it. Sarks is what you buy at the marketplace, and the body is what we are, what we have. So sarks is the, the stuff that makes up the body, but it is fallen. It needs to be redeemed. And... In Christ, it is redeemed, and that is the good news today, St. John announcing to us in this, uh, I'm writing you children because your sins have been forgiven for his name's sake. You, you know him who forgave you from the beginning. You've conquered the evil one because you know the Father. You know him. Christ reveals the Father to us. And that sounds rather radical, and it is, if we really understand what that really means, we, we live in a world that tells us there is multiple, multiple ways to God. Uh, there's all paths to heaven are, are equally valid and, and stuff. Well, I don't know about you, but um, if we're heading the wrong way on the path, how can we make it to heaven? Or some paths very clearly say, I don't want that, I want this. Well, how can we say, well, if God wants that for us, that by going, ignoring that and going after something directly opposite, how can we find God? Christ reveals God to us. Christ reveals this concupiscence to us. And when we allow him to, uh, to 
purify it in us, to take away that, that sinfulness of that, and the desire in, in and of itself is not wrong, it needs to be purified. When we desire God above all things, when we desire to live as Jesus Christ has given us grace to live, all of a sudden we find we're filled with lovely, wonderful things. We're comforted. And even best of all, we know who we really are. That Christ purifies even those, those three concupiscences and makes us comfortable. Comfortable in his kingdom. But it means giving ourselves to him. And, and today in this gospel passage, and again, this is a passage we just heard on, on Sunday, or at the, the, on Sunday, the last third, maybe it was. But we have Anna, who is living a life of rather discomfort, if you think about it. She's never leaving the temple area, living there night and day, fasting and praying. She's not filling herself with that comfortable food. She certainly doesn't have much by way of uh, attractive things around her. And perhaps, uh, this is reading into it, but perhaps people thought her a little odd. Who would live in the temple? And yet she is, because her heart was so attuned to God, so wanting and waiting for the Messiah, that she was able to receive him when he came. And she gives thanks to God for it. Maybe Anna today could be a good example to us as somebody who was able to conquer through God's grace, of course, that's the only way we conquer it, but able to conquer a fallen desire and able to really receive the gift of Jesus Christ.